Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Orchid Blooms podcast. I am your host, Orchid Brown. You can find me on Instagram at Orchid I Brown. And you can also find the Ambitious Obsession at the Ambitious Obs on Instagram as well. So I wanted to do this podcast episode because it is now the beginning of the year. We're still in January. And we also have a lot of people that are going through breakups. We have a lot of people who are struggling during this time. And I mean, COVID isn't really helping the situation at all. So for those of you who are still in successful relationships or have been single for a while now and doesn't have to deal with this headache, congratulations to you. I want to give you guys a clap. I <laughs> just wanted to let you know you have started your new year on a positive note. And hopefully the rest of the year is going to be just as amazing as it is personally going in your life, in your personal growth, in, in that sort of aspect of your life. But I mean, there are so many people that are currently struggling with with breakups and heartaches and just don't know how to handle it and then for us here in Ottawa you know we're going through a a lockdown and so we're now having to isolate ourselves by ourselves or with our roommates whichever and all all we can do is just kind of sit there and contemplate and think about everything that that has happened We, we don't get an outlet we can't just get out of it Netflix is you know good for that moment in time for however long that movie or that series is but i mean once that series or movie is over then you know we tend to just kind of go back to just kind of thinking about why did it fail why am i a failure there's just so much so much my new year is has started out well because i don't have to deal with relationship drama thank god but you know i think uh once a new year hit i i got on disney plus because i i got that about um a few months ago and i started watching this tv show that i really wanted to watch for so long but just have not found the time to watch it it's called the americans and it was so good as you all know if you've listened to my previous podcast episodes before i'm a binger i really can't stand the episode to episode kind of week i also finished the mandalorian which i loved i mean baby yoda is so cute i almost died every single time i just don't know how they're going to continue with season three without baby yoda because their relationship with the mandalorian and and baby yoda it was just so cute and in the end when he took off his ah i can't even tell you the rest but let's just say i i left season two of the mandalorian just just uh and i think i even started the book of boda fett i think it's called and i realized this episode one or chapter one is what they call it and i was like what i thought i thought y'all uploaded like all of it what is going on with streaming sites only uploading one episodes a week like one of the reasons why you know we're on these streaming sites is because we want 
more episodes all at once we're bingers like and now you're trying to revert us back to the way things used to be no it just means that we're just gonna have to wait a few weeks or months before we watch something if it's gonna be episode to episode so i'm basically doing that with with um bubba fett so i but i'm still kind of devastated with the americans ending because i finally finished it and i just stood there looking at the screen like oh my god it's such a sad ending but it was such a good close and it was just so good oh my goodness when good writing when good writing just shows up in a series or a show it's phenomenal i'm like this is where game of thrones should just not have messed up the last season as far as i am concerned the last season of game of thrones never existed it never existed i don't care i i i will not acknowledge the final season of game of thrones because they just royally ruined it you cannot give consistent season after consistent seasons of good writing of good storytelling and then botch the final season you just can't do that so it will be forever engraved in my mind as the worst fuck up of all time but i'm really glad that you know there are certain shows that are coming out where people or, or story writers are actually taking it seriously because now with lockdowns and the fact that we've been in covid for the past two years you know yes we're able to catch up on all the things that we haven't watched that we really wanted to watch on some of these streaming apps but they're understanding that the audience is no longer stupid like we can see through certain things so if it sucks it just sucks i can't even remember a show that i or a movie that i watch where i'm like this sucks because if it sucked i don't remember it i want to eliminate it from my mind um at this i i tried to get to start this series called you and for me it was a bit difficult to to do that series because the actual main actor is from my favorite series gossip girl and i just cannot envision dan humphrey as a serial killer who's doing his killing out of love so it was it was a real struggle just to get through season one but i have all these friends messaging me saying oh my god it's so good and i i tried i really tried but i'm still trying to get into it it's just every episode i just i'm cringing just cringing every every episode but anywho let's actually get into what this episode is about which is love versus guilt so this episode on love versus guilt was inspired by my mother i was 23 years old when i learned this lesson and hopefully i remember as we go through the podcast episode what i actually learned but um i'll break it down a little bit for you so love can be complicated complicated seems to be a term that has been used loosely on facebook for years and i have noticed this people would put their status as complicated which made no sense to me because it's if it's complicated it doesn't sound like you're in a relationship so why make your status complicated for the world to see it seems to me that you're broadcasting that you are a mess 
or you are just broadcasting that your relationship is not secure overall it just sounds like your life is a mess but it it was popular it was so popular for people to put complicated on their relationship status and i just never understood why i to this day i still don't understand no one puts complicated for just fucking if you're just fucking you're single friends with benefits you're single situationships you're single you are intimate with an individual without the title or the commitment you may not be the only one you are single no amount of names or complicated labels will change that fact you are single for all of you that are confused i don't care what kind of names you got you're single in a relationship you are together and it ends it's very simple it's not complicated you are either committed or you are just having fun again you're having fun you're single but please man up and say what you want if you are afraid of rejection because you don't want anything serious then man up, say it and move on. You just want to sleep without sleep with someone without making something meaningful out of it. Don't be a pussy. You just want pussy? Go find a girl that just wants dick. There are a lot of people out there who are just looking for casual relationships that are just looking to get a hit and go home. They don't even want to sleep over. They don't even want to spend the weekend. They just want to hit it and then they want to go. That's all they want. So don't be a pussy. But then there are certain people, you know, they want benefits. They want the benefits of a girlfriend without the commitment. Again, I just don't understand that part at all. Go through, go see a therapist. Um, You want to be treated with love and respect, but want to disrespect the person you are with. That's the part that I just don't understand at all. I'm sorry. I, I get it. It's complicated. Everything in your life is complicated. You are a hot mess. But pussy chasing pussy is weird. And when I say pussy chasing pussy... I mean, you have the mindset of a weak person who just cannot man up. So you need to put yourself in a situation where you will lie or fake an image of yourself just so you can get into someone's bed. It doesn't even have to. And I know it sounds like I'm referring to just men, but women do this too. They really do. And I understand if a woman behaves like a pussy because she got a pussy. It makes sense. But at the end of the day it's kind of like just man up come out and be straightforward about what you want and and go with it from there if the person doesn't want it they don't want it move on that simple why are you so emotional why are you taking it so personal chill just chill relationships are complicated but people make it complicated deliberately they do damage people damage other people one 
person in a relationship is trying to force something that is not there. Someone in the relationship has one foot out the door but won't leave. These are just certain situations that maybe you've been in in the past and now have grown up and just thought, I never want to be in those situations again. If a, if a guy or a girl behaves this way, I will kick them out the door myself. That's, that's you being a grown-up. We have all experienced this. My personal favorite, um, and I've named this myself, I call them I love you whores, clinically called love bombing. This is used to keep someone in a miserable situation. And sometimes these people who are in the miserable situations don't even notice that they are because they are so, so focused on the fact that these people are trying to, to tell them that they love them. But words are just words, which, which if you think about it, love bombing, this is used to keep someone in a miserable situation where it is toxic and unhealthy. The love bomber is clearly doing something they shouldn't be doing, such as cheating or abusing the other person. And they believe making you stick it out for love is better. If they only say they love you while they are hurting you, it's only guilt because they know what they are doing is wrong and they just need the forgiveness. So, of course, I love you, I love you, I love you, but it's not love. It really isn't. I understand that saying I love you is a love language. And so I'll touch on love language just for a minute. I don't want to dedicate too much to it. But five love language um, that a lot of people connect with is words of affirmation, which means in action, spoken words, written cards or letters, communication um, for words of affirmation, encouraging words, compliments, affirming spirit, and of course, avoid for words of affirmation would be emotional, harsh words that are undue criticism. So that's just one love language. The second love language would be quality time. So running errands, uh, taking trips, doing things together, going on walks, sitting um, slash talking at home. Of course, that's action. And for communication, quiet places with no interruptions, undivided attention, one-to-one -one conversation, and of course, avoid too much time with friends or groups, isolation, gaps of time between meetings. I personally connect to quality time. I'm not so much about words of affirmation because, again, I don't believe that words amount to action. I would rather see your action than to see your words. So quality time is definitely my love language. And then there is receiving gifts, which I like it. Who doesn't like it? Some people don't like it. They have issues. But 
I like it. So action for receiving gifts is giving gifts, giving time, remembering special occasions, um, giving small tokens. Communication, of course, when it comes to receiving gifts would be private giving of gifts, um, pleasant facial expressions. And of course, what to avoid, um, materialism, forgetting special events. That's something you just can't do. I can't stand that. And then there is action of service or acts of service, which again, for me, that is my love language right there. So when it comes to the action for that, assisting with house chores, ongoing actions of helpfulness, exchanging of chores, and of course, that's an action, communication, uh, would be saying, what can I do for you? I will stop and get it. Today I did whatever for you, um, making a, a checklist. And of course, what to avoid, forgetting promises. God, I hate that. <laughs> I really hate that. Uh, overcommitment of task. Mm, let's not go there. Or ignoring. God, can't stand that either. I get very upset when I feel ignored. So, I mean, if you really want to push my buttons, ignore. Ignore will definitely get you in a position where you're going to meet somebody that you cannot come back from. <laughs> and of course, the last of the five love languages, physical touch. So in actions, it's hugs, pats, touches, uh, sitting closely, of course, communication, pleasant facial expression, um, mostly nonverbal, and of course, what to avoid, uh, physical abuse, uh, punishments, threats, and neglect. So I do understand that, you know, love bombing is good for people who, who are into um, words of affirmation, and I get that. But the one thing I can't stand about words for affirmation is that it doesn't follow with an action. That just really doesn't, doesn't do it for me, unfortunately. So I don't care what you say if I do not see it in your actions, then you're no good to me, none whatsoever. So now let's continue. Love is complicated because no one knows what love is. Love is not lust. You cannot achieve love by making someone love you, which is why people are in complicated situationships, as they like to call it. Um, how you feel about that person is not how they feel about you. And sometimes a lot of people just need to come to that realization that the hard work that you're putting in to make this relationship work, they might not be on the same page. They might just be here for the fun of it. They're just having fun, but they, they couldn't man up and tell you that up front. So they kind of just continued with this whole fake relationship that they're providing you just so they can have the relationship benefits i have been in a situation like that but i did not call it anything i was single until i was sure that this man could love me the way i deserved if he says he doesn't deserve you believe him and honestly i've had like two guys say that to me and once he said that to me i was like mm, okay it's time to go <laughs> Um, and then they're always shocked when I walk away and then I have to just kind of remind them that, um, you said you didn't deserve me. I believe you. And I I left like you can't use that as guilt because I'm not going to feel guilty when you tell me you don't deserve me. I believe you, but he or she will 
prove he or she is right. It's when I say believe them, it's it's like even if you stuck around, because I remember the first time this happened to me, you know, I thought, oh, this person just has low self-esteem. You know, they just start pitying themselves. But then over time, they started to prove that they did not deserve me. And I had to just come to the realization that, yeah, I needed to believe this person. And why didn't I believe them? Why did I make excuses for their actions that would allow me to continue in this way thinking oh it's fine it's not fine they said they didn't deserve you believe them it is not an opportunity for you to feel bad for him or her and get emotional or work harder to show them that they can be loved that's not your place take a step back and believe them you won't regret it i promise you take the advice from me i know you don't believe me but just try it one time and it will change your world as a woman we feel for broken people we enter into relationships with broken people believing that we are love that love will heal them honey honey get out of the clouds Broken people create more broken people. Your energy will be completely drained. You'll be sucked dry. I mean dry. You'll lose yourself and it will take much longer than the actual relationship that you entered into to find yourself again. Stop lying to yourself. Broken people create broken people. It is a toxic cycle. We hear this all the time, but it's almost like we don't understand that concept. Leave broken people alone. I even had this conversation with a female at some point in time where she was broken and I was broken. But for some apparent reason, this broken person wanted me to, and this is a friendship, not a relationship. And she wanted me to share my brokenness with her so she could help me. And I, I had to ask her, I said, how are you going to help me being as broken as you are? And she's like, maybe I'd be able to help. And this is a friendship. And I said, I cannot depend on a broken person to heal me because two dull knives is not going to sharpen itself. It doesn't work that way. You have to take the time to be an individual person and to learn to fix your brokenness. And if you find that you cannot do it, it's called a therapist. But going to a broken person to continue the toxic cycle where you sit there complaining about life and dragging out this and dragging out that and making bad decisions after bad decisions together, no, that's not helpful it's not helpful. You will then move on to hurt someone else due to your experience. And keep in mind, if it's a negative experience, you will never forget it. Never. So yeah, you might think that you're this great person when you leave a toxic situation or an unhealthy relationship, and then you enter into a new relationship and you brought that shit with you, that baggage that you couldn't just leave behind, you couldn't take the time to heal, you just had to drag it with you with another person and cause that person hurt and pain. And then you start to understand what the other person did to you and how they might have felt so now you have a bonding thing to bond over no 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 go fix your shit you are a mess people are complicated when you finally walk away from the relationship that was going nowhere 
over time as you try to heal maybe even start dating again that person just rears their ugly head we all know this we've been in this situation before where we found someone that treats us really good or we're in a honeymoon phase whichever and we're finally happy for that slight moment in time and then that motherfucker just shows up and you're like what the fuck yeah we've all been there you can say that there was a particular time where some of your exes just did not know when to just get lost you know they would do stuff like start liking your pictures sending memes then texting you you know and and it would go like this i'm so sorry i fucked up i miss you you're the best person i have ever been with when that doesn't work they finally tell you i love you and of course you're reading you know the facebook message or the insta message or a text message and you're just looking at this shocked because you're like what where was this energy before when we were together where was this energy like what why all of a sudden this energy is coming up now and so you look at it and then you you kind of sit back and you start to think and you start to replay all the nasty things they did to you while trying to to look for for that love like you're looking for that love just one proof of that love that this person is is saying that they have for you not when they were happy that you gave them what they wanted but you know or gave them attention or coddled them or give them advice to make them feel special you know not all of those situations but truly loved you you realize you can't find it it you it was never there so of course the best decision to do is just kind of ignore the text messages ignore the messages on facebook or instagram or whatever they're trying to say because at the end of the day looking back at your time with this person there was no love there not one piece of shred of scrap of paper no love there my mother told me years ago 23 years old never mistake guilt for love that emotion they feel after they have betrayed someone that cared about them all of a sudden that pain developed into love she's like no it's not love it's guilt a lot of mis people mistake love for guilt or guilt for love it is not love love isn't that hard do you find it hard to love yourself why should love be so different when we hear the term guilt what does it truly mean for you? It means the actual term and definition, responsible for a specific wrongdoing. Huh, think about that. Guilt used to make you, guilt is used to make you feel bad for them, you know, the one that caused the wrongdoing. People need to understand that they only felt guilty when they got caught. If they truly felt guilty what of what they were doing, they would have stopped, but they didn't. So they kept going. And so I always, you know, have conversations with even my own friends who are doing wrongdoing to their partners and they keep doing it and keep doing it. And they make all of these excuses and they just keep saying, I feel guilty, I feel guilty, I feel guilty. And I would say, okay, you feel guilty. Why don't you stop? And they're like, oh, I can't. It's like, what do you mean you can't? 
you know, it's it's already happened and, and why stop? And so in my mind, I think, do you actually feel guilty? Do you? Because if you really felt guilty, number one, after it happened, you wouldn't have done it again. You would have said, I don't like the way that I feel. I don't like the person that this situation is turning me into. And I just want to distance myself from this person. I want to focus on being a better person. I want to be intentional with my life. And because of that, I need to stop what I'm doing that is so wrong, that it's making me feel ill on the inside and the outside and making me feel disgusting as a person and just stop. But you can't stop because you love it. It feels good. It's delicious. You you go home feeling guilty, but then you wake up the next day and you do it again. But it feels so good. It's so delicious, right? Yeah, think about that. They try to stay to encourage forgiveness. What they mean by forgiveness is your forgiveness. They need your forgiveness for what they did because as much as they say they feel guilty, they did it for how long? And they never stopped because they truly did not feel guilty. They want to prove that they are a good person for sticking it out and seeking your forgiveness, of course, Again, who is that proving it to? Is it the person that you hurt? Or are you trying to prove it to yourself so you can walk away with a clear conscience? Hmm. (laughs) Because they feel that they are sacrificing their happiness for you. Wow. OMG. This kind of brings me back to a podcast episode that I did called Fickle People. And so I'm going to just read just a little bit of blurb for those of you who haven't actually listened to the Fickle People podcast episode, definitely go and listen to the full episode. It's on here. Scroll down, click on it and just listen. But there was a section that I'm going to now repeat over again because I really want to drive this home, which is narcissist personality disorder. It is a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance. Think about that importance, their own importance. They they come in on their white horse and they're here to save you and their shit don't stink and everything is glorious because they are the best, the best. Um, and then, of course, the definition continues by saying a deep need for extensive excessive attention and admiration have you is that ringing a bell with an ex or someone you've been with if you're currently in a relationship with somebody like that my friend it won't end well and to continue with the definition troubled relationships and a lack of empathy for others because you know why they lack empathy for others because they're so stuck on sucking on their own tip just sucking away they just cannot help it that is the definition of a narcissist now again go listen to that podcast episode fickle people but i'm just gonna continue with a a bit of a, a breakdown of what else i included with that um but again just listen to the full episode This mask of extreme confidence lives a fragile self-esteem that is vulnerable to the slightest criticism. Are you thinking about that person? Think about that person while I go through this list. 
this disorder causes problems with many areas of life, such as as relationship, work, school, financial affairs. Mm -hmm, You know, they are unhappy and disappointed when they are not the special center of attention or admiration they believe they deserve. Have you? Do you remember that ex-husband, that ex-wife, that ex-boyfriend, that ex-girlfriend? I want you to think about this. They may find their relationship unfulfilled, unfulfilling, and others may not enjoy being around them. Did, did a lot of people enjoy being around them? Just think about it. Just think about it. Have an extravagant sense of self-importance, as I mentioned before. Have a sense of entitlement and require constant excessive admiration. Already mentioned that, but we'll keep going. Expect to be recognized as superior even without achieving that is warranted. You know, they didn't actually accomplish anything. They didn't even actually earn it, but they feel that they are superior. Superior to everyone. Um, achievements and talents. That's that's. They just want credit for shit they didn't do, basically. Or the little things that they do do. It could be taking out the garbage. They want you to get down on your knees and worship them. You know what I'm saying? Be preoccupied with fantasies of success, power, brilliance, beauty, and the perfect mate. Man, that kind of brings me back to this one dude I went on two dates with. Lord, that story. That story. This dude, I think the the first date I went on them, I was just completely shocked. Because I think at the end of the date, the dude had pulled out his phone because his boy had messaged him. And on in the message was a video that he had, the friend had recorded and he was recording fucking this girl doggy style and i felt bad for the girl because even though her face wasn't in the video i don't know if she noticed that he was filming i mean the flash was on and you can see the waves like every time he hit it and i thought oh my god like poor girl and then i guess he he decided to to move the camera to focus on his new apple watch and i thought to myself are you serious like what disrespect disrespect and even though his friend did that he was sitting there laughing about it but i was completely disgusted and i thought to myself you spent the entire day talking about how successful you are how much money you have in the bank account how much everyone loves you and you're so great and women just need to enable his bad behavior because he's god's gift to women And I was just so shocked. And while he's on this date with me, he's checking out every girl that walked by, going to the bathroom, who were were on dates with other people, even checking out the the waitress that was serving us. And I just sat there just laughing because in my mind, I was like, this man really enjoys sucking on his own tip. Anyways, that's a brief little story. So to continue with this list, um believe they are superior and can only associate with equal special people so i guess narcissists like to be around other narcissists so they can suck on each other's tips together do you uh monopolize conversations and belittle or look down on people they perceive as inferior Mm, let's not go there yeah i dated that definitely oh my god this person talks so much shit and never had anything positive to say about anyone in their lives but they wouldn't let them go though they wouldn't just move on and go find what they're looking for they just couldn't let's continue accept special favors and unquestioning 
compliance with their expectations. Yeah, yeah, their way or the highway because they're so special. Um, take advantage of others to get what they want. Mm, I mean, everyone, including their parents. I have literally met people who took advantage of their own parents to get what they want and then carried that into relationships and bullied people into giving them what they want. The narcissists of it all. Disgusting. Um, last point, have an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and or feelings of others Mm, does that remind you of somebody when you are hurt and you're trying to express how you feel and they're just telling you that it's all in your head and why are you so emotional you're so dramatic you're such drama yeah you remember that narcissist you remember that and keep in mind i'm not referring to just men here i might be talking to you know about a man because i am a female but understand like i have met women who behave this way as well towards other women in the workplace and i am completely disgusted because it's like your husband actually puts up with this shit like what is he getting out of it is he that comfortable does he just really not want to move on and find a relationship that works for him like he wants to come home and have his wife bully him and treats him that way and puts him down constantly i just don't get it i don't get it this is a part where you know this would actually set me off but to continue with love versus guilt now they use the same bitterness and guilt to convince you that if you truly love them then you would forgive them and shut up about it already leave them in peace they are doing this for you because again they've stopped abusing or cheating because now they're sacrificing their happiness for you so just remember that that's a nice guilt tactic oh look what i did for you i was so happy before but you know now i have to give up on the fun that i was having so i could be with you and you should just be happy that this is happening you should be grateful for me for sticking with your ass so at this point just shut up forgive me already and move on and just let's live our happy life together because i've sacrificed so much for you you know what i mean do you feel the love do you feel it because i feel it and honestly i didn't want to mention this story because i'm already like 38 minutes within the podcast episode but i remembered years ago i was working for enterprise rent a car and i was picking somebody up and it was in the morning i was just picking them up at a, at a dealership because um their car had gone to an got into an accident or to start the car start work stop working so they called caa to bring their vehicle to um the dealership and you know i'm driving over and 89.9 had this it's an audible radio station by the way for people who are listening to um outside of canada but they had this series and on 89.9 which honestly should have been illegal and you should have been there when they shut it down because somebody came in and it was, you know, somebody who, like a lawyer or whatnot for the actual radio station just saying, listen, you need to shut this down because these people can turn around and sue you. Even though they came on the radio station to tell their own story, it was just hilarious. Anyways, this is one story. This one woman, 
she has two kids by this man and she came on and she was explaining that you know her husband had cheated on her and he was doing it for years so i was like okay like most people get cheated on women and men like it's hurtful but it's normal so i didn't take it personal but then what really shocked me is that he was cheating on her with her mother and i thought whoa now this is good i turned up the radio i'm driving nice and slow like way below the speed limit because now the story got good and she's like her mother would come over every single day offering to babysit cooking for them trying to help her daughter out because she just had a baby and you know he they were getting along so well so she thought like it was just great that the mom and her husband was getting along but turns out they were fucking for five years that's why they were doing so well they were like flirting in front of her and she it just didn't click for her because she's so busy with the kids and i i was listening to this going holy five years five years and you didn't notice i'm like when were they doing that so he would like go over to the mom's house to help out as he said and then while he was over there he was hitting the mom and you know sometimes she'll come over and like she'll put the kids to bed while you know the mom could get rest and she's banging her husband just down the hall and i thought to myself are you serious for five years you didn't notice this and she starts bursting into tears on a radio station like there's three hosts i think it was Mahler, rush and josie or something at, at, like that at the time and they it was like complete silence because again when they started the series i don't think they expected people to come on and actually be honest on a radio station about what's actually being going on in their lives but she went ham and she unleashed it and i thought to myself whoa like whoa and so they had to like pause it because they were like, okay, this is intense. Like how shocked I was listening to it. They were just as shocked. That was how bad it was. And um, <laughs> I still remember it to this day. I got to the car dealership and she's still telling the story, but I was like, damn it. So I sat in the car just for a little bit longer just so she could finish the story. And she said, you know, she found out about it. And I think she said she caught them fucking. And she was just completely devastated. Like she's telling a story and she's sobbing and she's crying. And I'm sitting there at the wheel of the car, not letting go of the steering wheel, both hands on it, just going, what? I cannot believe this. And then the mom was like, oh, we're so sorry, but we just, you know, we just loved each other. I was just trying to get it out of my system. And he was like, yeah. And then they both ganged up on her while she's bursting into tears crying because she's betrayed by her mother and her husband and they're both like just get over it like we're just having fun like it's not like i'm leaving you and the kids and she's not looking for a relationship we're just fucking we're just having fun and she just burst out crying even more i'm telling you the hosts they were drop like dead quiet you could hear a penny hit the floor quiet and she's like 
So they went above and beyond. Like the mom kept coming over, like everything was fine and saying, oh, honey, just get over it. Like it's no big deal. I mean, we can stop fucking for a little bit, you know, just to make you feel better. And the mom did not care. And on top of that, the husband is now sitting at the dining room table, reading his paper going, yeah, just it's nothing serious. Like it's fine. We're just, we were just doing whatever. Like we'll stop for now just to make you feel better. And they're both ganging up on her with this guilt trip trying to make it seem like something is wrong with her and she's bawling at this point i was like i'm not getting out of the car i don't care how long this person is waiting for me i am not getting out of the car i just sat there just listening and she's detailing all the graphic information about what was actually happening and i could not believe it just could not believe it but anyways so they again they had to after she explained everything he you know one of the hosts was like okay okay um okay and um again the entire radio station just went drop quiet no one could say anything they were just like all right um thank you for sharing that um we're gonna we're gonna put um, the question to the audience, you know, what should she do? Again, we're all like, leave him and fuck your mom, you know, take your kids and fuck them. And so she, he was like, we'll, we'll continue this conversation tomorrow. We're just going to do, put the survey up on the website. We're going to get people to go in and vote and, and do a petition, um, you know, just to kind of hear feedback from other people and, and what they feel that you need to do. And in my mind, I was like, y'all are capitalizing on this girl's pain so much so. And I'm, I, you know, the, the story finished and they moved on to like a song and I got out of the car and I was walking to, to the, the actual dealership to pick up the person. And I kept thinking in my mind, like they basically ganged up on this poor heartbroken woman to try to get her to stay in this toxic situation and just get over it and they did not feel any shame there was no hurt there was nothing and every time she came home it was like his mom like her mom is there sitting at the table with her husband and her kids are in the living room because she works full-time and it sounds to me like she's the breadwinner like she brings home the money and she just has you know her mom smiling in her face like hey daughter i made you some food and i cooked a little bit and i fucked your husband yeah yeah i did i enjoyed myself and she just had to see this every single day not even a weekend off it wasn't like the mom just didn't come over on the weekend she came over every single day to rub it in her face and to act like it's no big deal that she was fucking her husband for five years sitting like she sits comfortable in their house like she run things i could not believe it so trying to finish the story but i'm still in shock over this story the next day i went to work in the morning and I was driving to uh, another dealership to pick somebody up because they brought their car in for service, but they needed to go to work. And I'm slowly driving because I turn on a radio because it's like today's a day. Everyone's already voted. So one of the hosts was like, yeah, we did the, the poll on the website and everyone says you need to leave your husband. And, you know, she's still sobbing. And she's like, oh, what about the kids? And they're like, listen, this is not a good situation. You need to get away from your mother and you need to get away from your your husband like this isn't working 
And, you know, one of the hosts says, you know, have you, like, talked to him about your feelings? And she said every time she tries, he tells her to just get over it already. Like, now she knows the truth. Um, just forgive him and get over it and just live your happy life as per usual. And he just didn't give a fuck. And at first, we're all like, okay, maybe the way she's telling the story wasn't true. But then, you know, he called in. Because he was listening to his business being told on 89.9 and everyone was chiming in and he gets on there and he's like, yo, what is this? Y'all need to mind your own business. And I don't understand why my wife is coming on here telling everyone that I love fucking her mom. Like, shouldn't she be embarrassed? He did not give a fuck. He did not. Like the way he was talking on the radio, it backed up every single thing that this girl was saying i could not believe it and he was like and so the host was like don't you feel bad like anything and he's like no we both apologize to her we're a happy family the mom comes over every day we all hang out and we all talk of course they hang out and they talk she's excluded from the conversation because again for five years she didn't know they were fucking and they were having secret conversations right in front of her face and she just thought oh they just get along but she's like on the verge of tears or crying the whole time and they're both looking at her like get over it you're embarrassing us And so she's explaining this and she's like, I've tried to talk to you about it, but you just never listen. You just don't care. And I was like, oh my God. He's like, listen, I could have left your ass and just moved in with your mom and we would just continue fucking and living our lives. But I sacrificed and chose to stay with you and the children. Like you should be grateful. Look at what I did for you. And I'm telling you, the hosts were like, what? the fuck and i was in the car going what the fuck no mercy no mercy i was like girl you need to get rid of this douchebag like he came on there embarrassed himself embarrassed you disrespected your marriage he basically straight up told him he just doesn't give a fuck he's just buying his time and hoping you'll get over it and once you get over it he's gonna go back and fuck your mom and continue doing it because he don't care and he's like all of you just need to mind your business me and the mother are doing our thing and we're having fun and we're we're happy why can't she be happy for us when he said that it was like the actual like manager of the radio station had to come down and cut the actual radio like you couldn't hear anything booted them off air and for the rest of the morning it was just music 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 there was no talking no nothing i think it was like the next day you know they came back and they said that we have to end the segment due to legal reasons like we could get sued for it And then basically they were saying like it's stupid because it's not like we're putting a gun to people's head when they come in to tell their call in to tell their stories. But apparently uh, we need to keep our mouth shut and not have these conversations on hair. So they were basically silenced. But Lord, I'm telling you, it happened years ago and I am still I am still shocked, just shocked, but I digress. Let's get back to the point. Love versus guilt. Whew. Okay. Now I wanted to end this this um, 
podcast on closure in relationships. Oh Lord. Um, I learned about this concept in high school where guys and girls would go through a bad breakup. After, after some time, they would go back for closure. I thought, isn't this breakup closure like you broke up that's that's the closure but i was in high school i i didn't even i've never had a boyfriend i've never been in any intimate situation with any man so in my mind it was like from an innocent point of view when you break up that is the closure right like going back for what to change the outcome to eliminate the guilt a relationship has a beginning a middle and an end you have reached the end. All your unresolved feelings and hope won't help you in a different outcome. It won't change anything. And I mean, there are some people who have successfully gotten back together and they make it work. So I'm not saying that it's not possible, but you know, someone has changed for the best or someone has basically reapproached the relationship and said, look, this is who I am. I'm not gonna change who I am. I will give you the life that you're looking for, but this, but what we had before that I was doing behind your back is something that needs to continue. And the female or the male can decide in that moment that, hey, I'll accept that because I want the life that we could have. And I'll just ignore that you are doing all of that nasty stuff behind my back. Whichever, a lot of people compromise. As you can see with Megan Good and Devon Franklin, lots of compromising, lots of compromising. So I, I do wish people in that sort of situation the best of luck. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, a relationship has a beginning, a middle and an end. You've reached the end, that is the closure. You can have feelings, you can hurt, but you have to understand that you need to let it go all that unresolved feelings that hope it won't change anything there is a reason that it's over hope oh hope hope that this time round things will be different hope is defined as a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen let's continue hope hope that you will both learn from this experience and be better to each other hope hope that this person will finally love you giving back giving back hope is dangerous because it is because it is a strong emotion it can blind you make you believe that if you work harder if you chase that person and prove yourself worthy that they will reward you but that's toxic it was not working that is why it ended very simple very simple so i still to this day don't understand the need for closure in relationship i mean i even tried it myself with my first boyfriend after after high school i i went back for closure not to be back with them but just to get closure and it honestly wasn't worth it. I just, in that moment, remembered how, you know what? I didn't even like the sex. I was bored. But because I was so distracted within the relationship, just kind of focusing on college and getting my, my grades up and doing well in school and performing well and, you know, looking for jobs, I didn't focus on the relationship enough to realize that I was actually over it even before we ended. But I just did not notice. So I thought, okay, well, let me go back because, you know, now I can give it my full attention. And when I did, it was like, it was garbage. 
I was like, man, I really don't like you. I just don't like you. And so I ended up getting over that relationship much faster than I I would have if I hadn't. So I guess in this circumstance, the closure in relationship, I got it. But the thing about it is I had already had closure when it ended. It was just a feeling that I was feeling of missing having that person in my life, just missing them just sit there right beside me doing whatever while I just not pay attention. You know what I mean? It was just the feeling of having someone there that I missed. It wasn't necessarily them. And it, I, I knew this, I, I felt this. And so I had already come to a conclusion that this was not working even when we broke up, but I just, I just still had the feelings. That's all. So technically going back didn't really do me any favor. It was just a nail in the coffin of something I had already known. So again, I have to kind of think like, was it even worth it? And to be perfectly honest, it really wasn't worth it. And I'll continue with that eventually, but hold on. So to continue, I would see girlfriends and guy friends get back on their feet after a breakup and have this idea, this idealism that if he or she loves me, they will come back. Then they will truly be theirs. And in my mind, I was like, but it wasn't working. It really wasn't working. Like majority of the time that you called me to tell me your relationship problems it wasn't working. So what do you mean if this person comes back, they're truly yours? You didn't like them. I mean, you tried, but you really didn't like them. You bitched more than you said anything positive about the relationship. But okay, they're truly yours if they come back, which by the way, they always come back. Always. Whew. Now they come back or they came back because um, they knew you would take them back. For for those strong individuals who say no when they do come back, they notice how quickly the individual moves on after that rejection, which tells you that they just wanted to hit it one more time. And they hoped you would change and would settle for what they were offering, which is nothing. You know, maybe after giving you your space and you had that time to really think about how alone you are and you don't have me in your life. You know, when I come back in a few months after dating around and sleeping with other women or men, you know, now when I just feel like it's time to just have one dick or one vagina, you know, I'll come look for you and by then you'll be over it and you'll just kind of accept me back so I can just relax and, and have the comforts of a have benefits of, of having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You know, all that good stuff that comes with having somebody there. But you know, you're just resting. You're just resting. A few years ago, I had, you know, we're talking with a guy that I knew. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this in previous podcast episodes or not. I mean, there was about 37 episodes. Um, but in this episode, the man had said to me that you know, um, um, as a man, he knows that this is how men think. And I said, all right, um, I guess you have some advice for me. And he's like, a man might not love you, but he's a type of guy that will be in a meaningful relationship for years and still want you. 
And when he's out of the relationship, he'll realize that you're in a relationship, but he'll be your best friend and he'll hang out with you and everything is good. Three years could pass, five years could pass, seven years could pass, 10 years would pass, and they will still want to fuck you. So he's like, just because they keep coming back doesn't mean that they love you. They just want to hit it. You know how strong their feelings are. They're showing you that they're really, truly your friend. No, they're just building that database of knowledge in you to make you think that they are the one. When other relationships don't work out, then they'll finally get you to climb on top of them. You know? And he's like, you have to understand a guy, even if he doesn't love you, he could be in love with other girls. He could be in a meaningful relationship. He could even be married and he will still want you. And when he said that to me, I was completely shocked and surprised. And so I just wanted to kind of share this information. Like you could be friends with an ex for years and years and years and years. And, you know, when your marriage fails or their marriage fails, all of a sudden that friend that friend is is now seeming like he's great but he's been sitting on the sideline living his own life just waiting for that day where he'll get to hit it but it doesn't mean that it's love and that's really sad to hear because there's so many people who say you know i married my best friend i'm in a relationship with my best friend he's always been there he's been there when i was in relationships with other people she's been there when you know she watched all the all of these people break my heart but you know she just really just wanted to be with you it doesn't mean that it's going to last forever but they've just had this idea in their mind that you were the ideal for that moment but i mean once they get it it doesn't mean that that feeling that they thought they felt so strongly for is going to be present after they get it so you still have to be careful. You really can't trust nobody. And it's really sad. And when you find that genuine character that comes into your life, that is genuine about wanting a meaningful relationship, wanting a meaningful life, wanting to invest in you and invest in, in building with you, you are very lucky when you find that. Very, very, very lucky. But I mean, if someone just needs you to come move in so they can pay their rent, honey, that's not love. So does closure work? in a relationship does it i would love for someone to go on the social media page and to share their story or to say yes closure in relationship does actually work because i'd like to hear it i can't say it ever worked for me because i already knew the truth it was just confirmed um so again not from where i'm sitting where i'm sitting i don't feel that closure works um because more harm than good it's more harm than good to push something such as healing. When you require more time, eventually, if the relationship was meant to be after all that mess, they will be your friend. You won't fall for that again, but they'll still be your friend. So there is no point in letting your ex back into your life when it's not the right time. You are not ready. Know your limits. Leave them in the past. There is no place for them in your future. What makes you think they would treat you better as a friend? Ask yourself that question. When you think of going back to pursue something positive, how did they treat you when you were together? 
when they didn't think of you as anything but this. So you going back, trying to pursue a friendship, trying to make them see you in a positive light and want you in their life as a friend is not doing you any favors. It really isn't. And so a lot of people just kind of need to come to that conclusion on their own that sometimes relationships end and you should just let it end. Let it end. Is there really a need for closure? They've already shown you what they think of you. They've already shown you that they don't respect you. They've already shown you that they really don't care. And when they did seem to care and showed some amounts of emotions, it was because they felt guilty about what they did to you. Now, if you enter into a friendship with this person, what's really going to change? They're going to treat you better because they're not sleeping with you? Are you kidding me? No. You see how a woman said to me one time, um, I think her name, yeah, Alfie. Alfie said to me, you can judge a man on how he treats his friends. If he treats his friends like shit, like constantly talking shit about them, constantly dragging them, all of that stuff. If he's doing that, as much as he's being super nice to you in this moment in time, give it some time. He will show you exactly or treat you exactly how he's treating his so-called friends. Never trust a man who treats his own friends like shit is what she said to me. So when I, you know, go on dates or I talk to a guy and I notice that all they do is talk shit about their friends and their family or their friend's family, I know off the bat that this is not going to work because when I turn my back, the same person is going to be talking mad shit about me to his so-called friends while his friends don't know how much shit he's talking about them to other people. Take the time to heal. Move on for your soul. If you feel that you need that closure in a relationship that you refuse to acknowledge for yourself, then fine. Go back to that hurt and pain. Try to make something positive of it try to have that conversation with this person about why they did what they did they're not going to give you a good enough answer i think one of my friends her and her husband got into a fight and they were married and when when they got into a a fight he he just flipped out and he packed up his shit because he wasn't taking their marriage seriously he wasn't taking their life together seriously he was still behaving like he was single i warn you if you're with a man or in a relationship with a man who's acting like he's still single then you're single you're single don't push it you're single so when they got into a big fight about where they were going in their lives as a married couple you know it's great that you want to be a dj you want to do your own stuff and you want like girls to come over to the dj booth and say hey what's up blah 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 and all that kind of stuff and it makes you feel nice and shit but you're not really making any money from it and now is the time to start planning for children you know you start you know they got into a big fight about this and so he ended up just walking out that night and so he went to a club where he was djing and i guess some asian girl came came over to him and she was flirting with him because he's a dj and so you know by the end of the club the girl approached him again and she was like yo let's um just go have some fun and he chose in that moment to go you know what why not and he went and he banged her and so he came home like the next day and he was like yeah i went and i banged another girl and she was devastated because she thought that this marriage meant something it meant something to her so it must have meant something to him and so I ended up coming over like maybe a week later. Yeah, yeah, I, I came over like a week later. And she had just kind of left the room 
because she had to go downstairs because lived in an apartment yeah she had to go downstairs to go grab something and i remember just kind of sitting there while he was sitting at the dining room table because again he cheated on her but he he wouldn't leave or maybe she wouldn't let him leave i don't know and i just kind of asked him i said why did you cheat and he said to me because when we fought and he gave me a very honest answer i was i was i respected that he said when we got into that big explosive fight to me we were over and i said but y'all weren't divorced he's like it doesn't matter in my mind i was done with her so when i went to the club and i was djing at the club and this girl came over to me and was like yo you want to bang and i was like sure no problem he he had made a conscious decision in that moment that he really didn't care to lose her and when he said that i was like wow like i wow so whenever people come to me and they say that they feel so guilty about what they did and they just need that closure in the relationship they just need to go back to to see if it will work just to put a nail in the coffin you just want to know like if you hadn't messed up maybe you know this could have worked maybe you could have been happy now that the partner knows that you really didn't take the relationship that seriously you disrespected the relationship in that way maybe they'll take it a little bit more seriously maybe they will will treat you differently maybe this maybe that whatever the excuse is when i hear these types of stuff i was i was kind of like you you're you're not you don't feel guilty you're experiencing an emotion but you tend you, technically you don't regret it but you will regret it when it doesn't work out there's a difference and so they're always like no but i love this person and in my mind i always think like where was the love where was the love when you were doing what you did when the guilt that you were feeling was saying you're doing something wrong why continue and now that everything has blown up all of a sudden now you want to give all this love that you have inside of you to the person that you hurt because you just want to feel better i said that's very selfish you cannot tell someone when they need to get over something you cannot say all right you know i'm still kind of feeling hurt about hurting you so why can't you just hurry up and get over it already so that i can feel better no forgiveness doesn't happen on your time it happens on their time and if they're not ready when they forgive you then it just means that this person is going to get back at you in the meanest way possible and there is nothing you can do to get away from it you cannot force someone to forgive you on your time go right ahead and try to get that closure in the relationship but it's not going to change anything you are the one that's going to have to change you are the one that's going to have to settle for something that you did not want you walking away you getting mad just so you can come back and try to change it no you coming back is you admitting that this is the way it was i really liked it even though you were unfaithful and you were abusive but i'm coming back because i'm ready to just settle for it because i cannot live without you and that addictive obsessive personality that you have going when where something when something bad happens you tend to hold on to it even tighter and you think that all right if i held on a little bit tighter and if i worked a little bit harder then it's just going to work out everything's going to 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 work out 
and the person is giving zero energy. I mean, they haven't even put in 5%. You've been doing the full 100% the whole time and you're still hoping that you'll get a reaction if you just keep working. You know, I just have to say that I wish you all the best of luck if that's what's happening in your lives. And for those of you who have walked away from toxic relationships and realize that it's not working and have decided that you know I need to get away from this and yes I'm hurt but I'm gonna do the work and I'm going to heal and I'm going to forgive myself and I just need to understand that the relationship is just not working and there's no point in going back to rehash the argument over and over and over again there's no point in going back and trying to behave differently and hope that this person will give me something in return that will reward me finally instead just choosing to not be impulsive and to sit back and to accept the feeling mourn the loss of this person cry it out if you have to and get back on your feet and figure out who you are as an individual again understand what love really is and understand that what you are experiencing was not love and destroy that idea that that is what love is so you can move on in positivity that you can move on with something healthy and not toxic if you're still living in the past relationship where you still feel that that person truly loved you when they showed you they didn't that means you have a lot of healing to do a lot of healings get some self-help books start talking to people who are in healthy relationships little things like that you know taking some time out for yourself learning to love yourself that energy that you put into the other person put it into you that's work all that work you were giving to them and it was for no reason whatsoever just none whatsoever i just want you to recognize that there's a difference between love and guilt it's love versus guilt love is a positive guilt is a negative it is it's not a positive feeling it's not a good thing and of course if you're going back into a relationship with somebody or going back for closure in hopes that the answers that this person is going to give you is going to somehow set you free it won't leave it alone heal understand that sometimes relationships just don't work there is a beginning a middle and an end and sometimes the end is actually for your benefit not theirs but your benefit and just remember all good things will come just to understand that if it ended it really was not for you so thank you for listening to this podcast episode today thank you for supporting the orchid blooms podcast don't forget to click the follow button under orchid blooms podcast on apple google podcasts and spotify visit our social media page for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the podcast and the youtube channel our social media pages are facebook at the ambitious obsession instagram and twitter at the ambitious obs as well as my personal page, Orchid Eye Brown on Instagram. Don't forget to share your favorite podcast episode with your family and your friends. I hope you have a splendid day.